You are listening to Your Blessed Life Podcast, episode number 13. Like you have the power to move mountains once you learn that you are that which you are. Let the stories and teachings of today's top Christian leaders inspire and move you to releasing God's best for your life. With your host, best-selling author and certified Christian life coach, Jay Marsh. Welcome to Your Blessed Life. Jay Marsh here, and it is great to be with you today. Welcome to Your Blessed Life. So let's get right into the show. So our guest today, our featured guest in this episode is AJ Amix. AJ, how are you, brother? Dude, I'm so good. I'm, I'm so excited to be here with you, and I just really appreciate the time to be here and the invitation, brother. Thank you so much. I appreciate your humility and taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know you're a busy guy, and I also know that something like this resonates with you. So you and I stay connected on Facebook, and there's this amazing parallel. I don't know if you've noticed that between your posts and my posts over the last really couple of months. And you know, Facebook is funny. They don't allow us to see every post, but I do find it very, uh, shall I say coincidental? However, there are no coincidences. Absolutely, man. I was actually just speaking to my buddy, Chris Cerrone of the Cerrone show yesterday. And uh, we were just catching up because it had been a couple months since we've connected, like probably since October. So about four months. And he was like, dude, it's so crazy how our lives are like always seem to be running in parallel. And I'm like, yeah, it is, man. It is. But, you know, that life is like that, man. It brings us together with those people that we need so we can learn and evolve and ultimately grow and be our best selves. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I think when you you and I were talking before the show, when you take that stand for something that's in your life, your eyes are opened for other folks that are taking a similar stand and you become a magnet to connect with them. Absolutely. This is why it's crucial for us to be clear on what it is that we want to create and experience in this life because ultimately it signals to our brain like, hey, pay attention. It's like we go to you know buy a, a green Volkswagen and we're like, oh, nobody has a green one. I want to get the green Volkswagen yeah. and we drive off the parking lot and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where'd all these green Volkswagens come from? Yeah. Like the crazy thing is they've but been there things- the whole time, but your brain hasn't recognized them because it knows it's important. But now that you bought one, you signal to your brain like, hey, this is important. So now it's looking for them. They've been there the whole time. Yeah, I love that example. That is so true. Yeah, it makes you wonder if there was a, a sale on them or something that you didn't know about. <laughs> exactly. Well, I want to share a little bit with our community here at Your Blessed Life about you. And afterwards, I want you to fill in any gaps, but I want you to add afterwards something that maybe only your closest friend would know, or 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 better yet, maybe something that very few people know. So be th- be thinking on that while I I share just a little bit about you. So, Blessed Nation, AJ is is best known, I think, for his Twitter abilities. He's hashtag the Twitter rock star, and um, you can you can go to AJ's website and you can see his his education and his footprint with Twitter. But it's just the beginning of who AJ is. AJ's AJ's a business coach. And uh, so AJ and I connected a couple of years ago at a podcast event. And you know, AJ, you're such a humble guy. I had never been to an event like that. Yeah, I didn't know who you were. And we just kind of connected. And 
little did I know that you were a guy that were all that was already making waves in the business and uh, coaching folks and doing speaking, creating courses. And yet when you were around me, you were just this ordinary guy. So I always have appreciated your humility since the, the first time. Yeah, we met. dude, I remember House of Blues. The band was playing, you and I were in the back and uh, Sarah and I ran into you. I mean, we met at the conference, but we connected there at the House of Blues and had some time together, I remember. Yeah, yeah, that was a good time. So tell us, kind of fill in the gaps a little bit. And, and in addition to that, I want to know something that maybe only your closest friends know about you. So here's the biggest revelation for me from 2015 until present day. And so I, I've learned that, you know, I'm, I'm super creative. I create, it's just like in my bones and I've done everything to fill this void of being quote unquote successful, therefore feeling free and happy from being a, a touring professional musician, spent 10 years playing in the Christian rock and roll world, playing with like all of the the big rock and roll guys from like, uh, you know, Amber Lynn was at a festival we played at. We played with The Wedding and Luminate and a lot of the guys that I just, uh, Seventh Day Slumber, people that I grew up listening to and just being like, man, if I could just play with them, like that would be so cool. And we got to do that. And that was really cool to to having ad agencies to even teaching um, at Creative Live this year as the the Twitter instructor there with all of my good friends like that are leaders in the social media marketing world, like Subi Zimmerman and Steve Dotto and all of these people become really good friends. Again, these are all people like, dude, in 2010, I would have been like, man, if I could just be an influencer, like my life would be happy. And I've been able to, to right. ultimately stay in the game long enough and do the work to create that. But yet there's been times this year, and I, and I remember this very specifically, this happened back in, I think it was in October. I was doing a, an event. I got asked to come to fly out to uh, Scottsdale, Arizona to do this high-level event. And I was, I was going to speak on how to you know, build a business that you love from anywhere in the world. And the night before, I received a phone call. And I had taken out a mortgage with my father on, on this home from my great-grandmother. My great and then he got married this year, which has been interesting. And um, they didn't want to tell anybody for whatever reason. You know, My mother and him got a divorce after 25 years of marriage. And I don't know if he didn't want to tell anybody because maybe they're ashamed because he ended up with one of the friends. I don't know. Like it doesn't, it doesn't right. matter any of that stuff. But what did matter is that we were, were in October after Sarah and I got engaged. My brother and I went to his house and we were talking over dinner one day and I could feel the tenseness in the air. And there's been times when I, and I have asked that in the past, I was like, dude, like, cause I'm super real and raw, like Jay, like I am just like going to give it to you straight. Like it's just the way I roll. And so I may be like, dude, I feel like there's tension before us. What's going on? Because I really have no idea and I, I, I really want to know. And he's like, well, I just, I feel like, you know, this, this, and this, you know, no, I don't feel happy. I feel like, you know, you're, you're taking advantage of me. He didn't use the word taking advantage. He didn't feel appreciated. And I was like, really? Like my entire life, my life, you know, straight A student, graduated summa cum laude. I never really asked for anything. I've always been really self-sufficient. I've always worked for myself, been probably, you know, successful in the, in the world's eyes. I live next door to my dad. I mowed the yard when he you know, asked me to just as a gift to be like, hey, I, I want to help you. I want you to know I'm, I support you. I love you. I adore you. I respect you. Tree falls down in a storm. I go you know, without people asking me, cut it down, carry the brush out, you know, being what I would classify as a good son. And then for me to have the conversation and have the feedback of like, I don't feel appreciated. And then for me to have to look him to the eyes and be like, well, okay, I can honor and respect that you've don't feel appreciated. I don't, I don't really understand it, but um, if that's the way you feel, I can, I can respect that. 
And using my communication skills that I've learned to acquire via coaching and just studying, I said, well, dad, and I remember looking him directly in the eye. And, and by the way, this is after he said he's not coming to um, Sarah and I's wedding, oh, and that, wow. which is fine. That's what he wants to do. And the reason is he doesn't want to see my mother or be a part of like see their family. Like rather than dealing with his own guilt and shame from the experience. And again, this is my perspective of this. And I haven't shared this anywhere, Jay. He, he would rather just sedate it by not going. And I said, okay, so I, I can see why you don't want to go. I don't agree with it, but that's what you want. What is one th- what, how can I make you feel appreciated? If you don't feel appreciated, how can I make you feel appreciated? Yeah. And he core. looked down at the ground. My dad's, you know, from Texas. We look, we look guys in the eye. We look women in the eye. It's like what we do, right? Jay, you're from San Antonio. You get this. You, when, you ha- when you converse with people, you look people in the eye, especially if you're a guy. And I remember he broke eye contact with me, looked down at the ground. He said, son, I don't know. I'm like, okay, cool. I can see that. So we're not going to get anywhere with that question, dad. So let me ask you this, see if I can make it simpler on you. What is one thing I can do for you today or in the next seven days to help you feel appreciated? And he said, I want you to refinance the house. Ah, now we're coming to the meat of the story. And I was like, all right, I can figure out how to do that. So we went and, and I don't know like why this came up, or whatever. I've, I've never missed a mortgage payment. I re, you know, wrote him a year's worth of checks. I was paying 7% interest, which was ridiculously high, but that's cool. I'd rather pay him interest than the bank. And that was a conversation that we had at the beginning of our agreement. So I said, okay, we'll, we'll do that. So I called him and this coming, now bridging this back to the day before this event where I get to teach people to create a business and life that they love. He, I called him and I said, hey, dad, what's the payoff quote on, on the house? And by the way, I took out the mortgage for $10,000 for this house. So it wasn't a whole lot of money, but I was financing it for 15 years, $10,000 mortgage. And he said, well, it's going to be like, you owe me like $26,000. And I'm like, dad, like how? Like I, I, I ran the math, like even at 7% interest, like I, I only owe you like 9,800. Where are you coming up with this 26,000? He's like, well, you know, if you did it over the 15 years and, you know, this is, is what it is. And I'm like, no, 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 no. If it was a regular mortgage company, this is how it would play. And I, I broke down the calculations and I said, so just please help me understand. And he's like, it, that's fine. You're right. You're right. You're right. Whatever. Hung up the phone. Done. And so I, I'm thinking to myself, you know, immediately like, holy smokes, like $26,000. Where am I going to come up with $26,000? And I could go to the bank and I could get it, but that's not the the point of the conversation. I'm just like, why is he feeling this way? Here I am trying to do everything I possibly can. Like my entire life has been driven by, I want your approval. I want your admiration. I want your respect. And by the way, I've told him that. And at the end of the day, he'll just say, well, hmm. So I, the, the biggest opportunity from this and I, you know, I went and we, we borrowed the money. We got it taken care of and didn't end up giving him the 26. I, I you know, did the, what I owed him, which was 9,800 and some stuff. And we went to title company, got it all handled and good, right? I have renters in that home now. And it was just one of those things that no matter what I do or, or, or did, like I will never receive my father's admiration approval, which is a beautiful thing because it's driven me to have all of the quote unquote success that I have today. So it's a beautiful thing that he given me. It's a gift. But the greatest gift that he has taught me is like, I can no longer create business. I can no longer create relationships. I can no longer create life looking for external validation, external approval. And I remember sitting that night in the hotel calling my mom, bawling, crying. And I was like, mom, how am I going to do this? Like, 
what I'm going to do, like, I, I have to go to this event tomorrow, and I'm teaching these people, like, how to create a business that they, they love and a life that they love, and, Mom, I feel like a freaking fraud. Yeah. And I remember sitting there crying, tears pouring down my cheeks, my out of my eyes. I could barely talk, sniffling like a little girl, snotting, just could barely talk and communicate. And I'll never forget the words of my mother. She said, son, don't ever let anybody tell you you're not enough. You're perfectly qualified to go tell these people how to create a business and life that they love. Look at what you've experienced and don't let your father ever take that from you. So after I pulled myself back together, did lots of praying, lots of meditating that day, cold shower that morning to get the blood pumping after I worked out, went into the event and taught. And in that moment, in the, there was two people, two ladies and specifically, who completely opened up. And we and I asked each individual, because a small group of people, about 10 people, what would be a good takeaway from them? They all told me like how pretty much to communicate with their team. And we looked at what was holding them back. And these people opened up about how they were orphans. Some One of the women opened up how she, her husband was uh, buying prostitutes and how all of this was affecting their own personal confidence, which was then being channeled and projected into their business. I was like, guys, until you guys clean this up, and I know it's going to be uncomfortable, but you have to face this hard stuff to do the work. You're not going to be able to level up in your business because you're ex like your, your personal life is being a reflection in your business. Like You can't. You have to be congruent with what you want to do, right? And we worked through and I gave them some tactical tools. And I remember them giving me phone calls like a month later and them saying, hey, dude, like, thank you so much for being at this event. And I don't know what it is that drew me to into the room, but I, I went to your session and that session completely changed my life. Thank you. And I just, you know, the whole story here is like I've been able to show up, Jay, like you've been talking about the Facebook posts that you've been seeing. They're coming through with so much confidence and so much certainty because for the past four months, I have been doing nothing to receive external validation and approval and everything just to have my own approval. I've come to learn that we cannot receive admiration from another human being, whether this is your father, your mother, your grandfather, whoever it is in your life, God, Jesus, it doesn't matter. You cannot have their approval, their admiration, if you don't have first your own approval, first your own admiration, first your own respect. You cannot receive respect if you do not first respect yourself. And if you can admire and respect and trust yourself, then and only then can others respect and give the admiration to you because as long as you're seeking it externally you will never ever ever experience it because you know moses talked about this actually it was really god that told moses i am that i am and i've been making these posts like you yeah. are that which you are like you are trust if you are trust right you are respect and you get respect if you are respect and as long as you literally are not trust, you are not confident, you aren't certain, there's no way in the world you're ever going to receive that from external until you decide to do what you need to do to experience that confidence and certainty for yourself. And once you do that, dude, life changes dramatically. Business things happen. Magic happens. Miracles happen. Like you have the power to move mountains once you learn that you are that which you are. Wow. Validation starts with you. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I, I resonate with that and the I am, I am. I mean, that, that is, we have to be true to ourselves first 
or we will be at the mercies and the whims of those around us. And then we'll be flailing in the wind, waiting to act in a way that is based on a response instead of acting on a way in which reflects the way that we believe. That's, that's powerful. I appreciate you sharing that story with us. You bet, dude. That's the first time I've shared that story. So I know it was a little messy, but I hope that, you know, it, it, it's been interesting because I've had this conversation with multiple of my clients and how, you know, I've had, I've had a woman in particular who went from single mom, being married, hating her job, feeling like a number to then saying, okay, I'm not doing this, starting her own company in the pediatric medical world. And then 11 years later, employing 250 people, multi-million dollar business, happily married, and still like having confidence and certainty issues because she has been doing everything for external approval rather than her own internal approval. Yeah. Well, you know, that story, it's definitely a, a story of struggle. It's definitely a story of, in some degrees, defeat. And I want to ask you to, to continue on that path of storytelling, but I want to change gears a little bit with you. I want you to share with us. Let me ask you this before I go into that. As a man of faith, do you have a story on your heart or on your mind in addition to the one that you told that maybe where your faith was stretched, where your faith was struggled, where maybe you were in the proverbial pit? Do you have anything like that in mind that you could share with us? Yeah, sure. For for me, it's been this reoccurring pattern of like imposter syndrome. Like, who am I to teach these people? Who am I to lead these people? And you, you see these examples over and over and over again. Like even when Moses was called to go liberate the, the Israelites, you know, right. he's telling him, he's like, dude, who am I? Right. And he's like, I can't do this. I can't speak. And he's like, that's fine. Here's Aaron. And like, God, like, literally busted all excuses where he Moses has no choice but to like do the work you know go liberate his people and part the ocean and all kinds of crazy stuff so for me like another you know story that was challenged uh, just back in uh, in October November October I don't remember exactly when it was November October this year I got asked to speak at Creative Live which is a, a big deal and I think like I talked about I speaking with all of my influential social media homies I have hundreds of thousands of, of people that they're reaching from their social channels and so forth. And going to, being you know on stage teaching Twitter, we're streaming to seven more than 7,000 people are tuned in watching the live stream live. Get off stage. Everybody's like, dude, that was amazing. I mean, receiving tons of praise and admiration. And then there's this little booth out in the little cafe area where they feed you and you could close it. And it was like soundproof. And I'm just thinking to myself, I go in there and lock myself in there. And I'm just like, dude. I don't care anything about praise and admiration. This means nothing to me because ultimately at that time, I, I did not admire or praise myself. So all of this external praise was just like feeding this idea of me feeling like an imposter. I felt like a fraud, right? And the only thing that shifted that was coming into this conversation of like, I am that I am and understanding that I am that I am and working on that day in and day out to what I, I teach today, which is like as a creative person, like your mind's a ridiculously crazy place and you have to learn how to maintain center, right? Because if you're not careful, there's shadow sides of power. Like you can show up as a coward because you're like, oh, I don't want to hurt people's feelings. I can't really say what I want to say. Like, what will people think of me? People pleasing, like you're showing up like a coward. You can't lead and liberate your people like from a place of being a coward. 
But on the other extreme shadow side of, of this, of this idea of being in center, this idea of power is like you're a tyrant. Like you're trying to control everything. You don't want people to find out that you're an imposter. You can't show up being real and raw. You have to put on a mask. You're trying to control everything. It's like you're a tyrant. If you do this, then you're getting people to do what they, you know, you want them to do, but ultimately they don't admire you. You're not going to be this super admirable king who's going to leave this legacy. It's like they're great kings, they're great queens. They're not cowards. They're not tyrants. They're actually right in the middle, which is this balanced place of what I call center, where you can learn how to articulate with with power, but yet you're still doing it from a genuine, uh, caring place, right? Sometimes, you know. Uh, I remember Walt Disney said the best thing in life sometimes is a, a good swift kick in the teeth, right? Yeah. <laughs> sometimes as a king, as a queen, you have to kick people in the teeth and you can't do that as a coward. Like sometimes that's the best thing you can do for somebody, you know, but you can do that with love. They may not like it, but you can use language where they're, they can feel your intent is like, oh, this person really does care for me. And they usually come back and say, hey, dude, thank you for kicking me in the teeth. I really needed that. Thank you. Right. But at the same time, you know how to show up with compassion and empathy and love on people. And like at this event, when I was telling you this lady broke down talking about how she's an orphan and ultimately how she was afraid if she was a little bit more forceful in business that people wouldn't accept her. So that was keeping her from outsourcing pieces of her business to grow and level up. She had to come to terms with that, and as she she's bawling, I'm sitting here on one knee holding her 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 knee and with the sh one hand on her shoulder, not crying with her, but just holding space for her and then giving her empathy and then ultimately able to allow myself to shift her out of that and say, hey, is this what you want to experience? And she says, no. And I say, okay, what can we do to resolve this? What can we do today to ultimately take one step closer into the direction that you want? And through the right. tears, she's like, I could do this, this, and this. Right. I'm like, Move okay, you have two choices. Either do that and level up or continue to sit in this place of being a coward, which do you choose? That's where we have to get as a creator is like being at a place of center. And the only way to maintain center is to be at this place where you're, you're exercising regularly. You're praying, you're meditating regularly. You're drinking a gallon of water regularly, right? Like you're studying something that's inspiring you, whether this is the Bible. I mean, I know this is a Christian show, but even like the Bhagavad Gita, or if it's just other different spiritual books that are expanding your connection to God, like whatever that is for you, like being able to do those four things on a daily basis helps you maintain center. And from this place of center, you no longer are, are operating, looking for external praise, looking for external validation, looking elsewhere for confidence and certainty. It's like you are showing up and allow the life force of God to flow through you. And you can feel that confidence coming through you from that place, go into creating life go into creating your relationships and having conversations with and dude life changes dramatically when you can maintain center. Yeah. And you know, that really aligns itself nicely to not looking at outside sources for that, that external validation. Absolutely. It does. Well, let's continue on our journey. So we've talked a little bit about faith and I want to switch gears a little bit with you as we go into that next cornerstone of the show and it's on, it's on hope. And on this topic, you know, you, you know, the scripture where joy comes in the morning. Sometimes we're looking for that proverbial handout to lift us out of the mire of life that we might be in at any given time. It's that hope for a brighter tomorrow. So I want to talk about some hope. Are you cool with that? Absolutely. Okay, cool. So what I have in mind for us here, AJ, is I want you to share with us about 
a time when your faith really positioned you for a renewed hope, maybe even a breakthrough. And using the story of Joseph, it's kind of taking you from the proverbial pit in life to the palace. So share with us about a time where God gave you that hope for a breakthrough in your life. For me, it kind of comes back to the first story of that event in Arizona back in September or October, whatever um, that was in 2015. So if we remember the, the day previous, I'm a complete mess, feeling complete imposter syndrome, yeah. having a conversation of somebody supporting me, loving on me, encouraging me and saying, all right, I can do this. And then doing the work to get back to a place of center through exercise, through meditation and prayer, cold showers, et cetera, showing up and then being willing to stand and center and be that king at that event where I had a choice to show up as a coward and be like, oh, poor you. I bet life is hard. Oh, and we could have had a pity party, right? For both of those women, we could have definitely, and they, they were worthy of a pity party. I mean, their, their stuff was crazy, right? But instead, I chose to allow things to flow through me that I feel like God's source like literally allows me to hold space and guide them. I, I didn't know what to tell these people. I had no idea. And I remember like as this is going, like I'm being present, completely 100% present with these women at the same time. I'm like, oh my gosh, like how, what am I supposed to say? I, I don't know anything about this. I'm not a relationship counselor. I'm here to talk about business and marketing strategies. Like holy smokes. And I just remember breathing, just... It was like breathing and knowing that, again, I am that I am. Like God lives within me. So just hold the space. Just breathe. Just, just breathe. And under whatever comes through is going to be perfect. Right. And it was, dude. Like everything was perfect. And I remember at that event, like people were just blown away. Um, even the people who weren't being hot-seated like those women, like everybody received so much benefit and there was several friends of mine that had that lived in arizona and they came to the event and they knew me as like this twitter guy and this marketing guy and they showed up and after the that that experience they're like holy smokes dude like dude i didn't know you like you had that much power i didn't know you could take people that deep like dude that was so powerful even for <laughs> me like thank you and i'm like dude i'm gonna be honest with you i didn't, I didn't even know either like i've been scared <laughs> uh, to do that because i'm afraid like again are people gonna crucify me and think i'm crazy like right. what are they gonna think you know because I've had times where people are like, dude, are you in my head? Do you, do you like, are you spying on me? Like, this is like jokingly, but they just understand like, dude, I'm in their mind. Like I'm holding so much presence with them. And I'm helping guide them. And the, the things that I'm telling them are the only things that they tell, like their internal mind is telling them. And I'm able to show up and be their mirror. And that's ultimately my job on this planet is to show up and be this mirror and guide people and give them truth. Like that's my purpose here on this planet. So to be able to embrace that aspect of me, even though it was scary, and then see, like, see that physical result and be like, oh, wow. So that's what happens when you kind of let go and let God. That's what that really means. Where you don't have the answers. You're just trusting. It's that faith, right? You're just like, okay, I am that I am. Like, I'm allowing this to flow through me. And whatever comes through me is perfect. Whether it's a hug, whether it's a kick in the face, or whether it's complete empathy, it's all perfect. And just allowing man, that voice within me to guide me. That was like one of the biggest turning points for me was being able to experience the results because I'm highly results driven. So, so experience the results from that experience is just like, all right, I can do this. And I totally understand how powerful it is to maintain center and being willing to just breathe and allow that I am that I am to come through me. You know, AJ, I love how that story epitomizes a, a perfect example of how faith 
and action or faith and works come together. So you remembered that God was with you. And in that brief moment, you realize, and he wants to work through me. And that's going to take action. And then when you took action, it flowed, he flowed right through you. Absolutely. And you didn't even know what you were going to say or how you're going to say, or if you were the person that should be saying it. But when you opened your mouth, you said it. Yep. Well, I remember one of my mentors, and I don't remember because we, you know, in the coaching space, you, you always like, at least mentally, internally, you're like, man, who am I to guide this person? Why? I'm not qualified. Why are they not speaking to X, Y, and Z about this? They've been doing it way longer. And the reality is like, they're not. Like, they're in front of you. They're not in front of somebody else. And all you have is like this present moment and they're in front of you. So it's your opportunity just to be like, okay, well, if I truly believe in a higher power, I truly believe God lives within me. I truly believe I'm here to change the world. Like if I truly believe that, then this is the perfect moment. Like this would not be happening any other way. So therefore I am perfectly qualified to help this individual, even though I have no idea what to say, and I'm going to allow whatever comes to me, I'm going to say that because I'm asking. Jesus tells us, ask, and you shall receive, right. knock, and the door shall be open. Oh, right? one of so, my favorites. Yeah, one of your favorite scriptures, right? Perfect. And so as long as we're asking for this and we're wanting to show up and be God, then we have the opportunities to do that. So for those that are out there listening, if they're coaching, they're consulting, they're building a business, they're working in a company, and you feel like maybe you're not perfectly qualified, you're perfectly qualified. Because that, whatever's going on would not be happening if you weren't perfectly qualified to handle it. Like you have the complete capacity to do so. Yeah. You know, I love how in your story, in both of those stories, we see the faithfulness of God showing up in your story. And it's reassuring, whether it's your story, whether it's my story, the listener's story, that when life happens, God is there in the midst willing and able to show up in our life in a big way, in a mighty way, just like he did for you. 100%. I love that. Well, I want to tie this together, this faith, this hope with a promise. So we know the, the wonderful book of the Bible has thousands of promises that God has given us. And really that those promises are, are how we can even have a significant hope to start with. So I know for me, when I'm looking for a way to strengthen and to grow my hope, all I got to do is start looking at the promises of God because they start unlocking those promises. They start releasing them into my life and they, they help us look forward to that glorious future. So when you look, AJ, at the, at the thousands of different promises that are in the Bible, whether it's related to your story of faith, to your story with your dad, to your story of hope, share with us, if you would, a scripture or promise that's guided you during one of these times of faith and hope in your life. Awesome. Time and time and time again, for whatever reason, the scripture that always, always comes to mind is seek first his kingdom and all these things will be added unto you. Like that's what always comes to me. And, and for me, like the kingdom of God is within me. Like this is just, this is how I operate. Like heaven is within me. I, I believe we can experience heaven on this earth as long as we're, we're seeking that and we can create that by doing the work that we're called to do. So in any instance, like no matter what happens, like, man, dude, like total complete chaos can be going on. And it's like, all right, kingdom of heaven is within. 
like seek first the kingdom and then all of these things shall be added unto you, which is security, safety, prosperity, whatever it is that you're looking for. Like that's always has guided me. And then the newest one, bro, is like, I am that I am like that. I don't know. Like that has never had so much impact and meaning in my entire life than it has right now. So knowing like if chaos is going on, I could be like, okay, seek first kingdom. Let's breathe. Let's meditate. Let's pray. Let's just slow down. And then understand, like, I am that I am, where I can ask myself, well, like, okay, well, am I really unworthy? Am I really chaos? Am I these negative things? And if I believe that, then I'm going to create more of that. But am I really that? And I can get to a place where I can slow down to be like, no, I'm not. I am that I am. Awesome. So I have the capacity to do things different to change the external reality I'm experiencing. What do I need to do? And then breathing through that to find those answers and then be able to act upon that. Those two scriptures, bro, like totally lead me right now. Yeah. And they fit so well together that yeah. the fact it's that reminder and that confirmation that the presence of God is inside of you. And with that inside of you, then you can be all that he's called you to be. Man, those, those fit so well together. I thank you so much for sharing those with us. And they are so true to the stories that you just told us. Well, let me ask you another question here, AJ. So as it relates to being grateful and praising God, what is a way that you like to be a blessing to others? This is like new to me, bro. The biggest way that I can be a blessing to others that I've learned is to be completely like bring them the truth. And for some, for others that, I mean, for some, that means just like motivating them. For others, it means kicking them in the face. And I know it sounds crazy, no, right? It does, no, it doesn't. But like for me to be able to, to like yield the sort of truth is a really been really empowering for me personally. And it's been very beneficial to everyone. I allow myself and it, it really is allowing yourself to do that because we live in a society that's like, Oh, nope, that's not politically correct. You must just love on them and say, bless you. And then curse them behind their back. Like that's kind of the society we live in, especially in the Christian world. Right. Yeah. I mean, how dare you pull off a mask and, and be like Jesus and tell them they're a Sadducee or a Pharisee spitting venom. You know, like they lay in the, in the, the pits of vipers is kind of, I think some of the words Jesus used. So being able to embody more of that, but yet from a place of complete compassion and love, but like that's what that individual needs. And I won't do that with everybody. I won't yield the sword or well, whatever, with this, to everybody. But those who I feel like need it and they're asking for it, like using it, has been really empowering for me and for those that experience it. My next question for you, AJ, has to do with your personal walk in Christ. And I'd, I'd like to ask you if you would be willing to share with us just one thing that you do on a regular basis. And you may have already alluded to this to some degree. And that's fine. But one thing that you do on a regular basis that furthers or strengthens your walk in Christ. Awesome. There's four things. One of them is weightlifting every single single day, pretty much. Today, I won't lift weights, but I'll do, I'll do cardio. So, you know, always expanding the capacity of my body every single day, uh, at least six days a week. What's new past, I don't know, probably 60 days is a, a gallon of water five days a week. Um, really need to adopt that on the weekends, but definitely five days a week, gallon of lemon water, help hydrate my body. Second thing or third thing is six three-minute meditations every single day, five days a week. Um, I set a timer three minutes. I report to myself, you know, get my six meditations in there off from just, just randomly breathing to gratitude, to prayer, to visualizing my future, all different types of kinds of meditation. Nothing's right or wrong. Just taking that time to pause and slow down. 
It's giving the the ability to have more presence and clarity. And then also daily study. Like there's this inspirational spiritual books that really light me on fire. And there's multiple books. There's a couple that I'm in right now. But those four things, like every single day, I don't miss them because those are the things that ultimately keep me at a place of center that allow me to stay connected with God that allows the message and the things that I need to do to flow through me. Oh man, if if this was a video podcast, you'd just see me grinning <laughs> because you're you're like a plant. I mean, you're and I say a plant, I mean a strategic plant in the answers to these questions because it's just so in alignment I think with with what God has called us to be and called us to do, not to be distracted by the ways of the world so much that we forget about the importance of our body, the importance of our our prayer life, the importance about extending that knowledge and studying and learning about your specialty, learning about your walk in Christ. And that's a perfect segue for our next question. And I know you're a reader because you just said you dedicate daily time to study. So would you share with us one book that's blessed some area of your in your life? And it can be about your faith, relationships, health, finances, business, whatever. But it's one book that's blessed some area of your life. The biggest book, and I, I, it's a short book. It's only like 91 pages, really short. Um, it's called Your Faith is Your Fortune by Neville Goddard. It's, it's, very, it's very religious, and it's ridiculously consciousness at the same time. It's kind of weird that those two things exist in one same book. So for like the super conservative Christian, you're like probably going to crucify me for recommending that book. For those who are a little bit more liberal, you're like, you're going to love it. And so I, I grew up Church of Christ. And so being able to look at the Bible with a little a, a more liberal approach has really been really expansive for me. And I believe it's what Paul talked about. Like, hey, you know, there's a time in life when you have to get beyond like milk. Like you need to go get to some meat rather than just staying in these certain like surface level conversations. So that book has been one that's really stretched my capacity and really helped me to really understand this concept we've been talking about today, which is I am that I am like that short book really revolutionized my approach on seeing that. Well, I, I, I like, I haven't heard of that book and I haven't read it, but I sure like the sound of it. And uh, you can bet that I will be looking into it. And bless nation. I love this quote while we're talking about books by a motivational speaker I heard years ago. His name's Charlie Tremendous Jones. There's a name for you. But Charlie said, and he wasn't, he's not the only person that said this, but I got to hear him say it in person. And he said this, you will be the same person in five years as you are today, except for the people you meet and the books you read. And that has always resonated with me. And as I think about the book that AJ is recommending, and I think about the time that we've got to spend with AJ, we are defining our, 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 our future by getting to spend some time with you, AJ, and getting a little heads up on a book that has blessed your life. So thank you for sharing that with us. You're most welcome. Thank you, brother, That's for having me. And you know, before I share, or I ask you rather to share with us this last question, which is how to connect with you. I just want to know right now what you're most excited about in your life. What's, I mean, I know you and Sarah are recently engaged and it's hard to beat that. So share something with us that is just exciting in your life right now. Um, above all, dude, the most thing I'm excited is a mission. Like I've learned like as men, the biggest thing in our life is our mission. Like 
that's our, like we have to fulfill our purpose. Otherwise, we have guilt and shame that bleeds into our relationship. So like the mission has to come first, at least it does for me. So ultimately, I can show up as a provider, protector, you know, in the new marriage and all that good stuff. So for me, the things I'm excited about, is it's conquer creator, like leading creators, people who are, you know, like UJ, these, these experts, relationship coaches, different types of coaches, consultants, authors, speakers, like this expert industry and helping these people maintain and understand what it means to maintain their center. So there's, they completely release all guilt and shame so they can show up with 100% clarity, certainty, and confidence so they can go out and level up on what I call their convictions. Well, one last question for you, and we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but I also know that you're the Twitter master. So AJ, what's the best way for us as listeners to connect with you? Man, the best ways are, of course, Twitter. I'm really easy to find. is twitter.com slash AJAMYX, A-M-Y-X. Or connect with me on Facebook. Same thing, facebook.com slash AJAMYX. Just send me a friend request. I always like look at people that send me friend requests, and I'll send you a private message. I just love getting to know people who connect with me on the different platforms. All right. Awesome. Well, AJ, thank you for taking the time out of your busy day, for being on the show, and for just sharing so much with us today. Yeah, dude. Thank you so much for having me, Jay. Really, really honored to be here, brother. Thank you. Well, it's been my pleasure. And and I hope that our time together has been really as much of a blessing to you as it has been to us. And Bless Nation, I want to ask you, if you've enjoyed this show, do us a huge favor. Now's an opportunity to leave a, a review. And it's almost as easy as the subscribe button. If you're at the iTunes store, just click on that icon where it says your blessed life. And once you see that, you click on that cover art. And from there, you click the ratings and review and then write your review. After you've written your review, just tap the number of stars that you want to rate the review one through five and you're done. And Bless Nation, I want to thank you for tuning into the show today. I I look forward to sharing that X, that very next episode with you. And I want to leave you with something, though. Until then, I want you to remember this that God loves you and he wants to bless you.